What is up? We're back with another episode in the podcast of That One Catholic. You are here with your host, which is me, Vanessa. That One Catholic Girl on various social media platforms such as TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and other platforms I'm sure I'm on that I created accounts for and just never follow through with. I'm probably on those too. So anyways, welcome back to the channel or the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a free-flowing episode. I just feel like being chatty today as always, but I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind lately, and that is God calling me. Now, my entire life, I've kind of been ignoring the call. God has been calling me all the time, and for some reason, I keep sending him to voicemail, or I keep half answering the phone call, and it wasn't until like I was working in the warehouse one day at work and I was thinking, I'm like, wait, there were all these moments in my life where God clearly was calling my name, telling me what I needed to do with my life. And I was just like, didn't hear that. What was that? (laughs) Must have been a B or something. And so I just wanted to recount some of the accounts in my life where God obviously was calling me to do something with my life, something for him. And I just, I thought we'd sit here and reminisce. So anyways, guys, just in case you guys didn't know, I am a cradle Catholic. So I've been Catholic my entire life. I've gone through my sacraments. Thank you, my parents, who made me go through my sacraments. I haven't completed all of them, but thankful for the ones that they made me complete because I don't know where I'd be or who I'd be if it wasn't for them. So thank you, Mom and Dad. Thank you so much. Anyways, let us talk about God calling me. So the first real instance where I can see myself where I was being called to the faith or teaching about the faith or being a part of people's lives and bringing people to the faith was when I was in eighth grade. So I attended a private school from preschool till eighth grade, but unfortunately it wasn't a Catholic private school. The area I lived in didn't offer one. So we went second best, which was a Lutheran school. And honestly, I'm so thankful for attending this school because it really made me who I am. Like I have morals. I have, I follow tradition. I respect my elders. I don't curse. I don't curse at all. When I was younger, I remember thinking the word dumb was a bad word, which I mean, it's not a good word. So it technically is a bad word. Um, But I was on the playground, right? I was like probably first grade. And I said, you're so dumb. I said to some girl or something. Maybe it was to myself. I, I didn't have friends. It probably was to myself. But either way, I said the word dumb. And I got so embarrassed. I was like, oh my word. I, I'm going to get kicked out of school. This is going to be the end of me. I'm going to be living on the streets because I said the word dumb. So I quickly corrected myself and said, I mean thumb. I said thumb. I didn't say dumb. I said thumb. <laughs> <sighs> And then I held up my thumb to show it to everyone to prove that I obviously didn't say the word dumb. I said thumb. I said, you're so thumb. It made sense, though, because the Spy Kids movie was just coming out. So, or just came out. Or maybe I just thought it came out. Does it ever happen to people where you think that a movie came out or something came out during, like, your lifetime? But you just recognize that, oh, wait, I'm just late on the train. So, anyways, I went to a private school for 10 
11 years. And it was my eighth grade year. And in order to graduate, we called it graduation. Some people call it promotions, but we called it graduation. In order to graduate from eighth grade to go to the high school, we had to complete some community service. Ten whole hours of community service we had to do. Can you believe this? Ten hours. They asked us to do ten hours. When I was younger, ten hours seemed like forever. Now I'm like, ten hours, Vanessa? Ten hours? is you You couldn't do it. So it came down to like the last minute and I needed to do my community service. So my mom and I went to the church, the Catholic church, the one that we attended. And for whatever reason, I've always been like really close to people that are older than me. Like I was always talking to my teachers from like kindergarten. I would like have full on conversations with them. Probably about not, I probably about thumb things. (laughs) Probably not the most interesting things, but I would always get along really well with all my teachers. So one of the catechism teachers that I had had when I was in first, second, third grade, whenever I made my first Holy Communion, um, was Miss Christina. And uh, we went to Miss Christina and we told her, hey, I need community. Well, my mom went to Miss Christina and said, hey, Vanessa needs community service uh, hours. What can she do? Veronica, my older sister, had already been helping out at the church. She did food pantry because at this point in her life, she had already made her confirmation. And in order to make your confirmation, you also have to do community service hours. So Veronica was doing food pantry and everything. So she had already completed hers. So we went to the church knowing that they would probably make me do food pantry. But Miss Christina was like, you know what? I have a better job for her. There is a communion class that happens at uh, like 8 p.m. at night and the teacher could use an assistant. So how about Vanessa be an assistant for some of the classes? So I was an assistant for a first Holy Communion class. And I remember like sitting down and teaching these like first, second, third graders, like the Our Father and the Hail Mary. And I didn't know them as well as I thought I did. Like I knew them, but I didn't know them. And I had no idea how to teach kids prayers. Like I don't even know how to teach today. Like if someone asked me to sit down and teach them the Hail Mary, I wouldn't know how to, how do you teach anyone anything? Like I I don't know. And I call myself an apologist or an aspiring apologist. It's weird. I was telling my mom about this the other day that Sometimes she'll ask me a question and I'm like, oh man, like about uh, like Catholicism. She'll ask me a question and I'll be like, oh man, how am I going to answer this question that she is asking me? And then it occurs, and then all of a sudden, words just start flowing out of my mouth. And then after that, I'm just like, where did all that knowledge come from? And for some reason, that has really benefited me throughout my life, not just in a Catholic apology apologetics but like in school like sometimes not sometimes every time I had a public speech in class I would always go up there and just hope the words would come out and they would and that's how I knew I was good at public speaking so if you guys want to hire me for any events I I love public speaking anyways getting back to it the kids learned these prayers and I just was their teacher assistant my eighth grade year, I probably spent 10 classes with them. And it was a good experience in my life. But after I promoted, after I graduated from eighth grade, forgot about it. And then in eighth grade, actually, it was 2011. uh, Something horrible happened. A person decided that they did not like the Catholic Church. And in particular, they did not like my parish. So the man decided to burn down my parish. He set it on fire. And um, 
my parachute was gone. It was burnt to the ground. It's St. John Vianney in Hacienda Heights, California. You can look it up. Um, the man ended up getting caught, and I think he even came out and said that he didn't like the church, and that's why he did it. And, yeah, so because of that, I felt very called to just, like, start going to Mass more often. We were going to Mass in a tent. We didn't get—the church wasn't built, I believe, until 2018. So for seven years, we were attending church— in a tent and I was very content. I I really enjoyed the tent. When we got rid of the tent because we had finally a new church building, I was honestly devastated. I cried. The last mass I went to in that tent, I cried. Because in that tent, my older sister made her confirmation. Well, not in that tent because like my older sister, it was two weeks before her confirmation that the church was burned down. It was April something, 2011. I remember, I think it was April the 12th, which was the anniversary of it is two years ago, which not two years ago, two days ago, if I'm correct on the dates. That's so crazy. But anyways, so like, I really love the tent. Where was I going with this? Oh, so because of that, I was very called to start going to mass because I wanted to like go like, this is my community. I didn't know why I was so hurt, but I mean, now I know, but I was like, this is my community. I'm going to start going to mass for this reason. So I was going to Mass regularly because I wanted to show, like, my support for the church. It wasn't so much because of the church of God. It was because I was showing my support for the community. Anyways, um, it was two years later. I was making my confirmation or I was going through confirmation classes. And for confirmation classes, I believe you had to fulfill, like, maybe 40 hours of community service or something like that. And it was coming down, yeah, I got confirmed in April. It was coming down to like the last year of confirmation, and I had not done any community service, like none. I did food pantry once because I think it's required for you to do food pantry at least once, but I did, other than that, no community service. And so my mom, once again, decided to go on my behalf to um, ask the director, hey, is there any community service at the church that Vanessa can do? So um, instead of the person being like, oh, yes, Vanessa, you should totally do this. Like, we want your help. I ended up getting lectured. Um, The the administrator later lady which we're gonna name her in a second called me in and was sat me down I was like Vanessa this is ridiculous basically you haven't done any community service and you're sending your mom in here to ask for it no 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 you're gonna ask me for it her name was Miss Becky and I love Miss Becky to this day she basically said you are gonna be here every Monday at 4 p.m until 5 30 I think maybe and you are going to help me prepare for the confirmation classes no four to eight my bad four to eight once confirmation classes begun then I, or 7 30 I think confirmation classes start at 7 30 first year confirmation and so she was like you're gonna work with me from four till 7 30 every day I mean every Monday until you complete your hours so I was like all right fine okay and Miss Becky was scary Like, she was known for being scary. Like, if you knew her, she was scary. But actually, if you knew her, you knew she wasn't scary. The only people that Miss Becky was scary to were the people that misbehaved. And in this situation, this, I wasn't behaving well. I didn't do my hours when I was supposed to. So, I, there was rationale. There was reason for me to be afraid of her because I was not doing the right thing. So, anyways, she told me, Starting Monday, you're going to be here at 4 p.m. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my word. 
I'm meant to be here at 4 p.m. I have a life. Like, I do. I, I, I'm 15 years old and I, I have a life. And I didn't be here, but I went because I had to. And I was, I loved it. I became so close to Miss Becky. I became so close to all the teachers. I would prepare their classrooms, print out their paperwork for the classes. Miss Becky would buy me food too. She'd buy me some really good pizza and some good Chinese food because I would get there after school. She didn't know this, but I would get Taco Bell. Like I'd get picked up from school, get Taco Bell, and then get dropped off at the church. And then um, Miss Becky would feed me. <laughs> That's probably why I was a little chunky. I was a little chunky monkey back then also probably was my overeating of everything else but I was a chunky monkey back then I had two dinners man what would I do for some some of that food right now or that metabolism to metabolize that food I can't do that now at 24 years old so my body doesn't work that way anymore but I'm going to the doctor for it so don't worry but keep me in your prayers anyways so anyways I fell in love with um the like just being there it was like catholic articles like and when i'm saying articles i'm not talking about readings i'm talking about like articles like the crucifix all this stuff i fell in love with it and um after i completed my community service hours i continued working with miss becky and it was just so much fun and because of that i kind of got a like a positive name in her eyes um in the church like if she needed help with something, she knew she could trust me. She knew that she could reach out to me. And I was shy. I was nowhere near a leader, but she trusted me. And that was a really, really good feeling to have. So anyways, I got confirmed and that was the end of that, right? Well, no. So in 20, I think 16, I think I was turning 18 years old. Maybe 2015, I was turning 18. I don't know. I was turning 18 years old. And there was this boy at the church. Ah, so cute. You know, I'm, I can't call his name. He has a girlfriend. Anyways, there was this boy at the church. And I was just like, I love him. I'm going to marry him. He's going to be my, he, we're going to, he's going to be my husband. I just know it. Um, he was active in the church. So because he was active in the church, he was at the mass that I would go to every week and um he was he would play music so that's given away if you're listening to this podcast and you know me in real life you don't okay you don't know who it is you probably do okay I had a crush on him forgive me forgive me okay he seemed like a good catholic guy so and he was at church all the time all right anyways I'm gonna stop apologizing I'm not apologizing I have crushes on everyone I can't get a crush on anyone that's something you should learn about me. Give me anyone, I'll find a good feature and then I'll fall in love with it. Hence why my list of crushes is so long. I just, I fall in love with everyone. Right now, my crush right now is some random guy that I don't know anything about. But he's so stinking cute. Okay, get it back to the story. So I had a crush on this guy and the only time I would see him was at mass. So I made going to mass a regular thing. My mom and I, my, my mom's like, wow, but this is on fire for the faith. Look at her. She's on fire. No, no, no. I had a huge crush on the guy and I was going to mass for him, but I was paying attention to the readings and I was growing in my faith. But if I'm going to be honest, I was regularly attending mass because I knew that I was going to see him at mass. And during this time, I started learning more and more about the faith and my younger sister asked me to be her sponsor for her confirmation. It was finally around the time my sister was going to um, do her confirmation, my younger one. And she's two years younger than me. So two years had passed. Or three years because there was a move and everything. But 
Anyways, um, she asked um, me to be her sponsor, so I wanted to give her a gift. And I was at Walmart, and they were selling a rosary-making kit. But they called it a string necklace kit. But I could tell. I could tell from the crucifix. I could tell from the rosary sensor that that was a rosary-making kit under the disguise of a string necklace-making kit. So I bought it for her, gave it to her for a confirmation. She never opened it. And so I was like, fine, one day after school, um, I was in college, and I was just like, I'm bored. I'm going to open it. I'm going to make this rosary. So I made the rosary, and it didn't have enough parts. So then um, I ended up buying parts for it, and then uh, I ended up having more beads, and I had eye pins, and then I had more eye pins, and I had beads. And I just ended up falling into this thing of just making a bunch of rosaries, which then started my company, Pray For Us Rosaries, which you can still find on Etsy. I was selling pretty well on there, but I uh, I decided to make my own website, and this um, – start selling on my own website so that's why you don't see prayer for us rosaries so that was another way that I was called to it but going back to the crush right I had a crush on this guy so I decided to join the team at the church where I would teach confirmation and my um Miss Becky because of the past that I had with her she would like recommend me to help out in other places and so anyways I joined the team and I became like a known person on this team like I became a youth confirmation leader and I was because of the faith but also was because I thought the boy was cute okay I'm sorry. All right? I'm sorry. I'm being honest here. It was about the faith, but a lot of it was because I thought the boy was cute. So, the boy ended up having a girlfriend. And the girlfriend ended up being becoming my friend. So, I had to understand that he was not going to be the one for me. So, I went looking around for someone else. I was swiping through Tinder one day. And I saw some cute boy. And he was only cute to me because he looked like the guy I had a crush on at church. It wasn't the guy who had a crush on at church, but it was a guy who looked like him. And because of that, I decided, hey, I'm going to talk to this guy. Sorry if you're hearing this podcast. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry if you... But I, the story gets better. So, um, I end up talking to this guy, and we end up dating. And we just would have, if we would have stayed together, we would have hit six years three days ago. Like, April 11th was our anniversary. (laughs) Reminiscent. How cute. Anyways. Anyways, let's let's forget about that. Um, I started dating this guy, and I was just, like, in love with him. And I was like, we are going to get married. But he told me that our kids couldn't celebrate Halloween if we had kids. And I was like, absolutely not. I love dressing up in costumes. And, uh... He was like, no, they're not. So I started, like, wondering, like, okay, is Halloween bad? And I asked my parish priest, I'm like, is Halloween bad? And he's like, no, Halloween is actually a Catholic day. So I started researching that. And then one day I was over at my ex-boyfriend's, who was my boyfriend at the time's house, and he asked me, who is Our Lady of Guadalupe? And I was like, uh, blah, 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 I don't know. Um, hold on, I do know, I, but my tummy hurts. I ran to the bathroom, pretended I really had to use it, and I started Googling I'm like, who is Our Lady of Guadalupe? Is this Mary? Why is Mary under a different name? Who is this lady? So um, that was confusing for me. And I found out it was an apparition, a Marian apparition. So I started studying it and I started teaching him about it. And I like fell in love with the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And then he had asked me questions like, why do you go to confession? I'm like, ah, hold on, my tummy hurts. Run to the bathroom, Google confession. He asked me about the Eucharist. Ah, 
up my tummy hurts, ran to the bathroom, Google the Eucharist. And in doing this, I started falling in love with learning about the faith and also teaching the boy I was dating at the time about the faith. And I had it in mind. I'm going to convert this guy and my kids are going to be Catholic. They're going to celebrate Halloween and everything's going to be absolutely a-okay. He started getting tired of me talking about Catholicism all the time. Everything that I talked about was about Catholicism. Everything. I would always have a Catholic book on hand. Like, I'd always have an apologetics book on hand and start reading it to him. And he just couldn't stand it. I mean, I was I was being a little um, abrasive. I was being a little bit too much, you know. Um, he, I was pushing it on him a lot. I was just like, a poor thing. Like, because honestly, like, I, would, I, I wouldn't appreciate it if someone was just, like, shoving their, like, their religion in your face after you've asked them to stop, because he did. He asked me to stop, and I still continued. So, I decided, all right, I'm in love with my faith, and I love my boyfriend, and I want him to convert, so, and I found out that I was actually pretty good at teaching about the faith and relaying the information, according to my mom. She was learning a lot from what I was teaching her, because when my ex wasn't listening, I had all this, like, random knowledge about the Catholic faith, so I was teaching my mom about it, and she was really interested, and so I decided, you know what, I've been collecting these Catholic books that I've been trying to show my boyfriend, I'm going to make a video of doing a book haul. Because I always loved, like, talking to the camera and never posting the videos. But I'm going to make a book haul, and maybe I'll post it, maybe I won't. And I ended up posting this Catholic book haul on my YouTube channel, and that was my first ever video. And people were watching it. And I showed it to my ex, and he's like, Vanessa, this is so great. You're going to be famous. I love this. I want to support you. So he bought me a laptop. He, he bought me a mic. He, he was really supportive. And it wasn't because of the Catholic thing, but it was because of the YouTube thing. And we both were really excited about this new venture in my life of being a YouTuber because people were actually watching my content. But secretly, I was making all of this content because he was watching the videos. So when he'd ask me a question or he'd say something about the faith, I would make a video on it. Because I was just like, perfect. He wants to support me. He's going to watch my YouTube videos. I'm going to convert this guy while he thinks I'm trying to get famous on YouTube. The videos were only for him. And my mom, too. And, like, four viewers I had. But really, they were for him, to convert him. And I was just like, he's like, oh, I saw your video today. I saw the new one you posted. I'm like, yes. Yes, I'm converting this guy. So one day, we were hanging out. And I was like, did you watch my new video? He's like, no, no, no. I'll watch it right now. I'm going to watch it right now. I didn't even know you posted one. I'm like, yeah, let's see him watch this new video. He's watching my video on mute. He would always watch my videos on mute. He'd just watch. Like, literally, he was watching my videos. Not listening. Watching them. So all this time, I thought that I was teaching him stuff. That I was making these videos researching, spending hours, like, I would go into the late nights taking notes. I have self-legal pads in my room full of notes because I was handwriting these notes at the time. And all these books, all these highlighters that, like, ran out of ink, all these pens I ran out of ink from all my note-taking and all this editing and writing scripts and everything, outlining. During my classes, I wasn't even focusing on my college courses because I was, like, so into converting him and to find out that he was watching my videos on mute. Ah! So I started the YouTube channel in 2018, April 2018. Whoa! April is, like, what a month, honestly. And I started this podcast in April. I guess you just start things in April. 
Maybe I'll find my new husband. My new husband. Maybe I'll find my future husband. I don't have an old husband. Maybe I'll find my future husband this month. Because I cannot wait till next year. Okay, I'm getting alone. I was listening to love songs today and I started crying. And it was because I was just like, man, oh man, I'm kind of lonely right now. Like, I just like kind of want to crush on some. I know I said I had a crush list, but really, I don't know anything about them. And like, I just called to say I loved you. Like, to a guy that I don't even know, the song doesn't have any meaning, you know? Like, I want, like, a real crush, you know? Also, I don't have the number of my crush, so I couldn't call him to tell him I loved him. And I'm pretty sure it's probably a better thing that I don't have his number because I probably would have called him if I did have it. But anyways, we I started the YouTube channel in April of 2018, and then in November of 2018, my ex and I broke up. And so at that point, when my ex and I broke up, I had already had, like, probably 300 subscribers by that point. And, um, and I loved the faith. I loved teaching the faith. I had all these books. I had 300 subscribers, which was a lot. And I, um, had this huge fan that lived with me. Not a, not a real fan. That would be nice if I had a real fan because it gets hot, but the big fan, my mom watching my content. And when we, my ex and I broke up, I was just like, all right, what do I do now? So I just continued making content. And then in February of 2019, I started live streaming because I had nothing to do. And um, I used to hang out with my ex all the time, but I had nothing to do. So I, um, at this point now, so I just started live streaming and I ended up making best friends with a lot of the viewers on the YouTube channel. And basically, this long story of how the YouTube channel got started, I didn't recognize that God was calling me. God was calling me at every point. And I was taking it as different things. Like I was, I was thinking like, Oh God, I was thinking like, Oh, I have a crush on this guy. But no, it was God calling me to come to mass. Oh, I want to convert my boyfriend because I wanted to be easier when we have kids so I could celebrate Halloween. No, it was to grow in my faith. God was calling me like every single day. And I didn't recognize this call. So you may be wondering, what is the takeaway from this entire thing of just us learning that you had a crush on a guy at church and that you um, always would fall behind on your community service hours? Well, I guess the takeaway from this is that recognize parts in your life where God is calling you, where it may not be as obvious, or maybe it's like right in your face obvious, like literally there's a sign that says go to mass, go to confession. Recognize those like calls that God has for you. It also could be your guardian angel trying to lead you closer to God. We will do a podcast in the future talking about guardian angels because I love talking about them. I love learning about them. I love recognizing my guardian angel in my life. So be on the lookout for that podcast, but recognize where God is calling you today and choose how you're going to respond to it. You could respond by going like, are you talking to me? I don't think you're talking to me. You could respond to it like, Oh, I will do as you say. And you can respond to it as, okay, God, I understand. I have a feeling that you're trying to communicate something to me. And I'm going to try to understand what that is. And ask God, ask the saints, ask your guardian angel to bring clarity to you. Go, I understand, Lord, that you are telling me something. You want me to do something. You're calling me to do something. My grandmother has a lot of statues, right? So one day we were at her house and she randomly grabbed the statue of St. Jude. She has multiple statues of St. Jude, but she grabs it. And 
At this time in her life, she was missing very valuable objects to her. She thought someone may have stolen them from her. So instead of saying, St. Jude, show me where they are, which is like kind of how I was going about praying. Like I would reach out to St. Anthony going, St. Anthony, show me my husband. Like lead, like show me my husband or my grandmother, her prayer. And I'm like, she said it in Spanish. So she said it way prettier than I'm going to say it in English. But she said something along the lines of St. Jude, lead me, guide me, show me the way to my earrings. And I was just like, whoa, what a prayer. Some people are made for prayer. I'm not one of them or praying out loud. Like I will talk to God all the time, but I'm the worst at like, if you ask me to lead prayer at Thanksgiving or something like that, I'm like, we're thankful for this food. Um, we're thankful for this bread. Um, let's start eating. Um, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> but you know, like that's how I kind of, that's kind of how I pray. And so anyways, my grandmother, she's, be- she's a beautiful prayer, prayer. I don't know. But once again, recognize where God is calling you in your life and respond to it. Our response to his call is so important. How are you going to respond to his call today? Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I love talking with you guys all the time. I promise there'll be more structured podcasts coming in the future. We're going to be talking about apologetics topics. I think we're going to talk about confession very, very soon. It's one of my favorite sacraments to talk about, as everyone knows. So we're going to be talking about that soon. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Let me know how you feel. Once again, you can reach me at all of my social medias. You can reach me at my email at thatonecatholic at gmail dot com or on my like I said various social media pages if you look up that one catholicgirl.com my page will come up and you can leave me a message there and I'll find the best way to get back to you I love you all God bless I'm keeping you in my prayers please also pray for me and I look forward to seeing you guys in my next one bye bye